Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brett Keen, and let's pull up Mr. Steve. Yes, yes, yes. Let me figure out how I'm going to even do that. Uh, how do I get him up here? Oh, boy. Uh, Steven, I'm figuring out how to do this. But hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to the Brett Keen Show. Looks like we got Steven up here. Is your mic working? I am, and my mic is working. Brett, do I have a friend waiting in the back? I don't see anybody else in the background. Okay. Well, hopefully he's right around the corner. I think he was supposed to be following us. Oh, boy. Um, amazing intro, by the way. Oh, you like that? Jesus was rocking. Yes. Brett, your intros are always, like, so upbeat, and they get you going and energized. Yeah, they got some excitement to them, for sure, for sure. What do you think about this uh, chat overlay? This is uh, obviously a new feature on this thing. The chat overlay. Well, right see. now, you probably I'm only see to... my comments on the screen. I'm trying to change my virtual background. I didn't make an account, so it's making me do this every time. Uh, so that's a hassle, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you got to create an account. That way you don't have to do that over and over again. Uh, so what you've right. been up to today, you said that you were dealing with some animals. What's that all about? Well, no, I never said that, Brett. <laughs> so, uh, you know. That's just something that could be used against me in a court of public opinion, oh, which uh, no. currently I'm already the big loser in uh, the court of public opinion. So, but, I, you know, I'm okay. Uh, everybody said things that they regret, but I happen to have said the worst things. So I'm just going to own up to it, Brett. I'm going to try my best to make men's and if people accept that, I'm glad. If they don't, they can just, I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, you remember what I told you a while back. The more popular you get on YouTube, the more it starts raining assholes from the sky. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get more wonderful, and the pacers, hell, ain't worth it. Let's see. We got Dean Goldenberry. He says, hey, Brad, how you doing there, Dean? I hope you're having a wonderful day. I see you loud and clear there. So, I mean, since you threw it out there, I mean, tell me what's going on. Why are people being mean to you? You're a good guy. What the hell's the problem? No, I didn't, I didn't say people were being mean. It's just, uh, you know, there's been six months worth of drama between my channel and another channel. And uh, in the process, you know how it is, Brett. Uh, people say things they don't mean. They do things that are childish. I've done it. You've done it. Um, it's not the Christian thing to do, but sometimes the flesh gets us, uh, and it gets us into trouble, right, Brett? <laughs> um well, I think that, uh, you know, people, they push and they aggravate and all that. Even God will lose patience sooner or later. And we know what happens to people who uh, end up annoying him, right? Yeah, but he's also long-suffering. And that's oh, an attribute yeah. we're supposed to have, you know, patience and be at peace uh, with all men as much as it's in our will. Um, I could have tried harder from my side to be... Uh, 
to be better. I let myself down, Brett. What did you feel went wrong? I mean, what? first of all, what did they do? Because I know you don't deliberately try to initiate aggravation. So what did they do? And then how did you respond? Did you pull out a two by four and some duct tape, lock people in closets? What happened? No. So what it is, is I had inherited one of your previous uh, panelists. Um, oh, yeah, I had. <laughs> thank you, Brett. No, I had inherited one of your previous previous panelists, and it seemed like he, you know, caused a lot of disruptions. And sometimes it seemed intentional. And I just got tired of it. And I had been told by someone that this person had been faking a disorder. And I was also told that they were probably an internet troll because I inherited them from your channel. Yep. So you can with say the name. I don't. I don't care. You know, you're talking about Aiden, right? No, not Aiden. Uh, okay. I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, Gangster Ghost. Oh but, yeah, yeah. No, I think that I think that he probably has some kind of mental brain damage or something for sure. But I also think that he's self-aware enough that he knows what he's doing and he does it for fun and aggravation. He knows that in reality that if he went to like a public mall and tried to make friends or get him a girlfriend, they'd say, yeah, right, get the hell out of here. So that's the type of person you're dealing with. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> I, did, I didn't believe that at the time, which was wrong. And I feel bad about it because I have two autistic sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I never would have offended him if I had known. But then at the end of the day, after taking the information I had been told with all the other random coincidences, I finally confronted him with it. And I did not do it the right way. I was ugly about it because I really didn't believe he was special, uh, special needs in any type of way, like not even autistic. Um, the dude is clever. And I confronted him, and it ended up that I was in error, uh, which obviously made me like the world's biggest jerk. Well, anybody that's got any rational, logical sense out there, you got to realize that there's people who troll on a daily basis. There's literally thousands of people who get off, aren't annoying the piss out of people. So they, you're, you've never claimed to be a psychic or uh, in empathetic or whatever the hell that word is that they call for people who get voodoo from across the room. You don't know. So why the hell would people get on to you for it? Well, because I was in error and I ended up hurting somebody that was innocent that I didn't want to hurt. So, I mean, I get the frustration. That guy's a total creep. What the hell you mean innocent? Just because he he might have been wrong about his brain damage don't mean he ain't got brain damage. He's ignorant as hell. I mean, he does make negative videos about me, uh, like on a daily basis. But to be fair, he didn't do that until I offended him. And uh, the fact of the matter is, is I'm a Christian, so the way I did it from start to finish was totally in error. It, it was wrong. Yeah, that's always been one of my pieces of kryptonite. The whole. Uh, you know, love your enemy and all that kind of stuff. People aggravate the hell out of me and stuff. It, uh, it's real pressure not to, you know, just give them a good slap across the mouth. 
that's something I've been working on. I'm a work in progress there. So didn't yeah. you, you obviously probably said, uh, look, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me. And, uh, let's, uh, let bygones be bygones. I'm sure you probably got around to doing that. Right. Well, we had our meeting last night and, uh, we wanted everybody to come to the peace table. We wanted, you know, we wanted the fighting back and forth to stop cause it hurts the cause of Christ. And, uh, I was willing to acknowledge, uh, my wrongdoing and just, get it over with so everybody can move on. Um, uh, Dean says it's one thing to think someone is trolling. It's another to go ham and try to cast a demon out of them through the internet. Were you exercising the demon, Stephen? That's what Dean Goldenberry says. I'm not quite sure what they're talking about, but okay. in context, we have six months worth of warring back and forth where we have enraged each other to our wits end and taking a screenshot of me at one of my worst moments without any context is just intellectually dishonest, but it is accurate. You know, I've actually had some buddies out there who use the worst damn pictures of me. You ever see that picture Matt Powell used whenever he put it up on his community page? It's one where I was completely uh, unshaved and everything. I was looking like ZZ Top after getting hit by a Mack truck. I'm like, Matt, there's so many pretty pictures of me out there. What the hell? Oh, I got it off an atheist video. And I go, what? What the hell would you do that for? They're going to pick the ugliest Go ahead. You don't have as many pictures as you think you do out on the internet, Brett. Well, I mean, I've, I've tried a hundred of them on my Facebook page, and he's a buddy of mine on Facebook. Yeah, but you don't have any good, clear images on your Facebook. Not that I remember, because I I remember having to go through and do Google image searches of you to find good pictures for thumbnails. Well, I, I'm sure that if you Google and stuff, you may get a limited amount of pictures for sure. But what's the problem with just messaging a guy and saying, hey, can you take a pretty picture for me and all that? Not get one where it looks like my mouth's wide open catching flies and shit in the bar. No, I get that. He could have asked you. He, he could have asked you, yeah, for a better picture. You know, but that's the thing, Brett. People are human. People make mistakes, Right. I mean, that's the whole human experience. Well, he tried to be cute. He actually, he actually said that he liked the picture of me. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm totally unshaved. I got hair hanging out of my ears and my nose and everything else. I look like somebody just beat the hell out of me with a sock wrench. And you're saying that that's a good picture. Come on. But go ahead. Tell me more. I think you need to do like a Clooney photo shoot. Do it in like a black and white-esque style. Kind of like a French uh french thriller movie back in the old days uh do that brett those would take some good photos that you could use for thumbnails there's some twilight zone stuff huh black and white black and white but no sparkly chest i think that's been overdone and nobody wants to see your chest brett nobody wants to see my chest six months though this has been going on between you and goldberg and and did it get worked out you said that you guys had a talk or a meeting of the mind uh, we are going to meet, I'm going to meet with, uh, I'm going to meet with him again, but I did talk to Aiden earlier today. I had a pretty good conversation with Aiden and Aiden's going to help mediate something between me and, uh, me and gangster ghost. Oh, that's another guy that's going to get you into a lot of shit, man. 
I got to tell you, Brett, uh, he has been my arch enemy and my number one nemesis for the past six months. But he's honest to God being the only rational, reasonable one over there sometimes. Uh, he's the only one saying, give Steven a chance, let his actions uh, prove whether he's sincere or not. And everybody else wants my head on a platter. Well, that's what Aiden does. Whenever I was taking a lot of heat and everything and he would come onto my shows, um, one of the reasons I kept him around so long is he did do the whole nice routine with me. I was like, oh, this is cool. But then your buddy Mark, he ends up making videos. And then the next thing I know, I watched one of the live shows and Aiden's up there basically skanking on me, you know, just totally uh, insulting the piss out of me. So that's what he does. He plays it nice to you. So... I'm just saying, man, if you're going to hang with them, I'm not going to tell you who to hang with and who to not. Just make sure you got metal shielding in your back whenever the knife comes. Look, Aiden and I have been <laughs> worthy adversaries many times, but I have to tell you, like, I have a lot of more respect for him now than I ever have before because he has, honest to God, been fair. In my opinion, he's been fair. And I appreciate that kind of thing, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. If it's working out for you, that's good. So you were saying that uh, there was some issue with old Chuck. By the way, your buddy still hasn't showed up. I'll let you know the moment somebody steps in, but this yeah, person hasn't do. come in. Yeah, please so, do. I'm waiting on him. So Chuck, he's let a lot of people just basically rampage on you, huh? Uh, well, you know, he had... Previously, that was a complaint we, we did have. However, I have to say, um, yesterday we had that peace accord and we were supposed to put all of that behind us. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting and I'm hoping that Father Chuck will honor that. Well, my goodness, you've had a hell of a time here. Three different people. Is there any other people who've been giving you all kinds of heat? <laughs> you know... You know, it has been, now that you say, dude, it's been a long, long battle, man. It has been. Damn, but no, I don't think I'm at odds with anybody else right now. Are you at odds with anyone else right now? Um, There's some person out there that makes videos where they say goofy things at me, but it's nothing that's... I get bored with it. If I go to watch a video, I want to see if an atheist is trying to refute my arguments or debunk me, but they never do. It's, oh, he's got a big nose. Oh, he's got big hair. It's great. You know, it's like, I get bored. I'm like you, man. I got attention deficit disorder. Entertain my ass or I'm gone. You know what I mean? I'm outie. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I have that ADD also, Brett. So, yeah. We always were very similar in a lot of ways. We're different in many ways. Uh, when you hear someone cuss, you join in. And when I hear someone cuss, I cringe and I follow it with uh, language, please, sir. Well, I think it's probably because you've been involved with Christianity longer and you've had a lot of, you know, even though sometimes things have fallen apart and everything, you've had some like uh, Christian support behind you. I was a former atheist and didn't have much uh how do I put it? People behind me trying to help train my ass, right? So something I got to work on. I'm getting better, I think. Uh, one I, I think you've got much crap. better. I think you're a lot better than you were. Like you've made a lot of progress. Your language is even a lot better. 
Yeah, it's only one cuss word per paragraph. It was every sentence, so I'm definitely working on it. <laughs> hey, you don't think you and uh, are you ever going to try to let the past be the past? Are you ever going to try to make men's with the Aidens of your channel? I don't know about Aiden. Um, I feel as though things have gotten uh, fairly worked out with Matt Powell. Um, as you know, I never had any kind of hatred towards any stuff that Kent Hovind did with his arguments and evolution. I've always found him to be a very fascinating person. And I think it's been enough time to where I can just say, you know what, whatever all that other crap was, that has nothing to do with me. And, you know, that's over. But you realize as as you just committed the big sin. Huh? You just you just committed the biggest sin in What's that? that you just tried to pardon Kent Hovind. Mm. Are you kidding? You're going to do There's going to be so many videos about you by this time tomorrow night. Why? Well, I, I think that you and I, we both, uh, I mean, you did it first before I even met him and all that, but you were trying to save him from a lot of trouble. You were saying, look, you associate with this or associate with that, you get in trouble. I'm, I'm not going to go into detail on it or whatever. You get mm -hmm. my point. Sure. And that's what I was trying to do. And it, it is what it is. But I ain't got no hatred towards man or Matt Powell or anything like that. Uh, do I have any problems with anybody? Uh, you don't have no. any feuding going on at the moment? I refuse to believe that the great Brett Keane doesn't have an arch nemesis at the moment. Doesn't seem like it. I, the uh, That old group that I used to have issue with, the Drunken Piss Ants, they uh, ended up talking about me a little bit. And uh, people wanted me to respond. I guess I'm kind of responding right now. But, I mean, it, was, uh, it wasn't nothing good. No kind of refutation of any of my arguments. It was just, uh, you know, the usual nonsense. And you know what's sad? I don't, if somebody like Tom Cruise got on video, you know, Tom Cruise is obviously the actor. The shortest actor in Hollywood. Yeah, if a good looking person gets on video and they're uh, telling me that I'm ugly or whatever, or a skinny person gets on and says I'm fat, I mean, that might bother me because Tom Cruise is a somebody, right? But sure. if you're 500 pounds and you look like Splinter off Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you ain't got no room to be talking to me like that. I mean, I, have you seen what the guy looks like, the Ben guy who's hosting that show? He hosting looks like what a, show? The Drunken Piss Ants. No, I've never watched that show. Are you the guy, the guy knows he's ugly, too, because for the longest time, he used to wear a mask throughout the entire podcast, so he knows he's ugly. So well, I don't know what you, the hell he's talking about. I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to lecture you, Brett, on projection. Projection or rejection? <laughs> no, but people people project. Uh, and so if somebody says, Brett Keen, you're a fat warris, there's a really good chance that that person's overweight. And while laying in a uh, birthday suit-esque type of uniform on the beach, they may resemble a beached whale themselves. Uh, but projecting that on you, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That's the point, though. This guy's a, he's a monster. He, uh, he looks like a damn rat. So it's like, who the hell are you? You know, bring somebody good looking up on the screen to talk like that. And then maybe it'll hurt my feelings. I just don't understand what happened to the days when we could agree to disagree. Do you remember those days, Brett, when we could agree to disagree? 
It's not very many people like that in social media. People like to go on and on and hold grudges forever and ever. In reality, you make a mistake or do something wrong. You just simply apologize to somebody or say, what can we do to make things better? And in reality, people are like that. But I think there's a lot of introverts and people who are socially awkward and have disorders and all that. That's why you can't work it out so easy on the Internet. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Man. You sure do attract the most loving uh, commenters <laughs> in the world, Brett. Yeah. You know, I had, well, that's not true. I had a lot of enemies long before I met you, but I did collect new enemies uh, due to you. So, Oof. You know, win some, lose some, Brett. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they say, you know, you must be an interesting person if someone's willing to spend that much time thinking about you and what they'd like to do to you, you know? Dude, I have to be honest. Uh, seeing the dedication that atheists have against Kent Hovind and against myself, it it makes me ashamed of a lot of Christians because... They do so much more than we do, Brett. Like, they are so on fire to evangelize their religion of death. You still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. And you just kind of went quiet abruptly. Well, I mean, you're saying that we, there's other Christians that have done worse or whatever. But, I mean, for atheists, they see guys like Kent Hovind as a threat. This is a guy that can slap them around hey, Brett, for three hours. What's up? Brett, one second. Uh, my buddy's trying to join. Hey, uh, Achilles, uh, Chrome took a long time to load for me too, but it does load. Just wait for it. He's trying to get in. Um, he's had trouble with Brave Browser, Moz, uh, Mozilla, and now he's trying Chrome. But it did take a long time for me to load too, Brett. Oh, Mozilla, I don't think will work on this. I tried using Firefox. It doesn't work. What yeah, is the only gotta... one that works? Huh? Is Chrome the only one? So far, I only use Chrome and Firefox, but Firefox wouldn't work. It actually gave me a pop-up and said um, that it can't work for that, that I need to download Chrome. I already had Chrome, though, and opened it up, and it works. Just takes a give, moment. Can you give him some advice? He's asking if you have any tips. Well, he has to click on the link. Oh, he just heard you. I'm sorry. He said, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, just click on the link, wait a moment, and then it'll throw this thing up. The reason why it's probably taken him a while is because his browser's trying to register his camera and microphone. When you do when you do it the first time, even through StreamYards, it takes a while. Once you get it going, it saves in your cookies, and then it'll immediately load up every single time. I got you. Yeah. But other than that, it's been peaceful sailing for you. Well, besides New Year's morning, having to go to the hospital for my daughter and all that, um, I couldn't believe it. Our New Year's has happened and stuff. That was <clears throat> very stressful, caused a lot of anxiety and all that. But she's home now. She's recovering, and I feel a lot better. Um, now, you haven't really been, and I'm glad she's better, Brett, uh, much better. I also heard you talking earlier and I heard you saying before I came on the show that uh, she was at home, she was better now, and she cannot wait to get back to work. And I'm really glad to hear that, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, it looks like she's probably going to be out for a good month and all that stuff, but she seems to be recovering quite quickly. She actually, uh, her and her mother ended up going to doctors today and they had to, they ended up having to pull the staples out of her guts and all that and also uh, deal with some of the stuff around her head. So, yep. Mm -hmm. Well, on to battle plans, Brett. Uh, are you still actively engaging the atheists or are you still kind of done with streaming live besides sporadically? Well, I'm trying to, uh, TTOR, he's been doing his thing like usually on Thursdays and all that. And I like doing that. He recently did a show where it was all about the historical evidence of Jesus Christ. And he and I went back and forth on our knowledge of it and, it was a really good conversation. I like that. I like the more chilled out shows nowadays. If an atheist decides they want to come in and they want to talk, then I'll do it. Twitter's really good for socializing, though. I was getting bored because YouTube, you probably notice, especially in the debate arena and on live shows, you don't get very many comments under the video. You'll get them during the show, right? But not under the video, not as many right. as you like. True. So, so I was getting really, really bored, but then I got set up with uh, uh, Twitter, and man, I've been getting into whole lots of conversations. It's been very mentally stimulating. I don't know, dude. I have no desire to get any more involved in social media. Uh, I'm posting stuff to Rumble, but I'm not doing anything over there, and I live stream to Twitch, but I never go on Twitch, so... I have no desire to get involved in any more social media. Oof. Did you uh, connect your Rumble to your YouTube channel so every time you upload a video, it automatically puts it over there for you? I have it connected to my StreamYard, and it does that. It's, it'll stream it to uh, Rumble as soon as the stream is over. It will upload it there. It's weird. Otherwise, I'd have to go through this long process and get a key and then come back to StreamYard and enter the key and then go back to Rumble and approve it. It's stupid. Oh, man. Well, I've tried inviting repeatedly. Uh, oh, it looks like uh, somebody's in here. Uh, are you familiar with Greg I'm not, I'm not familiar with who that is, but it could be my buddy. And even if it's a critic, I'll answer some questions. All right, Gregorius Rock, can you tell me who you are? You got to unmute your mic like you do in StreamYards. You got to unmute your mic in order to be heard. All right, looks like you unmuted it. Now you got to say hello. Uh, Brett, I don't know. All right, you're a dumbass. See you later, butt boy. I can't believe it. What a jerk. Sorry, yeah. Brett. That had to be your company. Yeah. Well, the person... Why do, why do they hate you like that, man? Well, it's not just hate. Most of the atheists on social media are young people. And they don't have any girlfriends. And they're busy over there popping their acne and all that. And they ain't got nothing better to do. So that's what they do. Let's see. <laughs> Hart just said, no, he's coming in as hard as always, so we don't have to do that again. And by the way, Gregorian is back. You didn't boot that dude? There you go. <laughs> that guy is bad news. That was rough. Goodness gracious. I don't know why they hate you that much, dude. Like, from 
well, I mean, you are Brett Keen. Like you have provoked <laughs> many an atheist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I'm excited about Thursday, though, the Atheist Night and having Donnie there. Uh, Donnie's a power hitter, dude, when it comes to knocking atheists off their high horses. Yeah, yeah, he's very aggressive. He definitely does uh, one of the things I've tried uh, talking to a lot of Christians about. When you're talking to atheists, you have to lay down the rules right off the bat, and you also have to make sure they don't get to be the aggressor throughout the entire conversation. He's good oh, at yeah, dealing keep with it on their toes. Mm. Looks like your friend has been trying to get in, but I guess they're having an issue over there. Did you have issue when you were trying to get in? It did take me quite a while to load. Yeah, oh. and I went through Chrome. Oof. It might it might also matter how many uh, tabs you have open, Achilles. You may want to try closing some tabs. Because <laughs> I know he's got like 30 tabs open. Oh, goodness. Well, if you want to invite some more buddies in while we're waiting for the slow poke and all that, you can do that if you like. Uh... Okay. Well, I will send a couple of these invites out. Uh, does uh, your friend have an app like an ad blocker? Because it's supposed to throw a pop-up up that says do you want to accept and if he's got an ad blocker then it'll strain and it won't ever open because of that I'm not sure yeah and damn firewalls it can be a problem for this kind of stuff oh boy the other browsers are taken care of from 64 gigabyte RAM oh good it sounds like your buddy understands computers Oh, he's super smart. Yeah. You get a lot of people in here that don't know anything? Yeah, yeah. You bring up firewall, they'll say, oh, did anybody get burned? I'm like, oh, shit. Well, he is from Greece, so I don't know if maybe that's a connection issue. Like, maybe it only likes Americans. Uh, I don't know. I haven't had somebody from another country come in just yet. Remember, this is still new for me as well. Hey, man, um, unless you get a foreigner in here to verify otherwise, I'm going to assume the stream service is bigoted. Yeah. I just have, I'm offended, Brett. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> well, while the person's waiting or whatever, I can see that you can see their text on the screen, can't you? Yeah, I see my uh, my good buddy and brother out there. He's trying really to squeeze like his way in. I, I like that. I like the way I'm able to do the screen like that. And anybody out there, if you decide to use something like that, make sure that you put filtered words in. That way people can't do ignorant stuff all over your screen. Mm. You know how to yeah. do, you know how to do filters on your YouTube channel, don't you? Uh, filters. Well, yeah, I think actually you set all my filters up. You actually set me up with a whole list of blocked words. Uh -huh. I even had to go back through eventually and unblock some of them. But a lot of the ones you came up with were incredibly clever and really makes me question how you used to speak. Well, the reason why I know all that is because a lot of that shit was used on me for one. 
So, you know, you end up copy pasting, listing what people like to do and the usual stuff that you see in social media and you go from there. But I assumed I gave you all the stuff that deals with your typical troll. But I figured as you start making you some enemies, which happens to anybody on social media as they rise up in the ranks, that you would add your own words that bother you that you don't want to see on your screen. You know, as I was scrolling through that list, I couldn't help but think how perverted our enemy is. And when I say yeah. our enemy, I don't mean all atheists, but the militant atheists out there who are going around posting that kind of stuff, uh, they, they have to be perverts because to come up with those unique ways of trying to get around the firewall, because you can see the different various ways people try to spell things uh, to call you dirty things. Uh, just, <laughs> wow, like the depravity of man is so bad now, Brett. Yeah, it's rough. That's rough. So how have you been in your real life? I mean, the social media sounds like it's boring the piss out of you and all that, but what's going on in real life? You've been going on dates and having a good time? You still watching movies with the old lady? I uh, go on dates with the old lady. Uh, if it was any other way, she'd probably be irate. And honestly, I only have the energy for the one special woman. So there's that also. Life's been good. I just had my boy and... Spent some time with him and uh, got to spoil him rotten. I had him over Christmas. And then he loves, like, trucks and stuff like that. So I was bringing him back home to Louisiana. It's an eight-hour drive there, Brett, and an eight-hour drive back. And I did not want to drive that much. Um, just didn't want to do it. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do Amtrak. I'm going to take him on a train. He's going to love a train. So I got us little roomettes on the train, and they're really nice. And he had a blast, but it is a little bit longer. It's 11 hours each way. Well, there we go. I was able to add some more transparency. You guys use trains? Well, yeah. I mean, you don't. You've never been on the train? I've been on trains before in the past, but of the trains that we have, any trains that come around this area are usually the kind of trains that carry cargo and stuff, not people. No, no, no. This was a passenger train. It's Amtrak, and they're nice, man. Like, uh, we got three meals, and it was very comfortable. I don't know how Coach would have been, but the roomettes are, like, super, super comfortable. Goodness gracious, how far you got to travel? Uh, from Georgia to Louisiana, so, you know, it's an eight-hour drive or 11 hours on a train or probably, like, two hours on a plane, I would imagine. But I don't like to fly, Brad. I don't want to leave the ground. Oh, yeah, I don't, uh, I ain't really big on heights and open areas and all that myself. You know, I, I didn't know if I told you this or not, but I'm trying, and it's possible this could happen on Friday, but uh, something weird happened. So I was over on Twitter arguing with a bunch of people, and people thought my snarky comments were funny. Got Ended up getting quite a bit of followers from it. Well, somebody ends up getting a hold of me, and they said, oh, I look at your podcast, and it's pretty cool and all that. Uh, would I be able to come on there? And I said, sure, tell me a little bit about yourself. Maybe I'll give you an interview or something. 
And uh, it turns out that it's like this really popular YouTube uh, people. They were doing videos, but they stopped. They were making like a horror fiction and also doing a, um, a thing where they screw around with EVP. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's a form of witchcraft. I used yeah. to practice it when I uh, was in my sending days. Well, they got a they got a really spooky channel and stuff like that where they talk about ghosts and the supernatural and demons and haunted houses and all that. It's demons, uh, Brett. Oof. Every time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I had look, when I was when I was in my earlier twenties and uh, I was running away from the faith, I co founded a paranormal investigating group with a few buddies and we went all out, bought the equipment. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there was not a single investigation we went to where we confirmed activity and it didn't seem demonic and menacing. Not once. That's rough. Goodness gracious. Well, the people, they, they seem like they're normal. They're not the type of people that dress all emo with black hair and all that. And, uh, it's a, a woman and some guy who runs the tech work while she does the narrating on the videos and all that. And um, she said that she wanted to come in and uh, she said, would that be a problem? God TV radio. And I said, I said, I've had Satanists in the show before. I've had atheists. I've had everything you could possibly think of. So why not? You know, said, come on in. We'll talk about your YouTube channel. We'll talk about ghosts and goblins and stuff. Sure. <laughs> you you haven't found that to be conflicting in your personal walk yet? Well, some of the views that uh, was talked about on Twitter kind of bothered me a little bit. Not bothered me like and made me nervous or angry or freaked or anything like that. But what you just said earlier is one of the issues. When I read the Bible, I get the impression... And I, and I still need correction on some things in the Bible. The people told me I interpret me things too. funny. So one of the things is I always got the idea that when people die, they remain in their grave and they're unconscious until Jesus comes to get them and pull them out of the grave. So if yep. that is the case, logically, I would suspect that there ain't no ghost actually running around then. If you see something that looks like a family member or friend, or some lost person, it's most likely going to be one of Satan's minions walking to earth. 100%, Brett. So I got, that's what I get from it. So if the person comes in here and tells me they've seen a bunch of ghosts and they've been hanging out in haunted houses, uh, and I probably, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why it doesn't freak me out is because I've actually had long extended conversations in the past with uh, people from the Satanic Network, the Satanic Church, the Satanic Temple. I've had a lot of people with all kinds of weird views come in. You know what? I'll this may shock you, but Satanists are actually more considered and respectful than their atheist counterpart. No, I, I agree with that. I just, I think my... My concern I would give you to ponder is if you're like, it's one thing when you invite the atheists on to challenge and uh, you kind of correct them and make them look silly. But if you're just interviewing somebody and trying to, you know, help publicize them and their channel, 
and you know that their message is working against the kingdom of Christ, uh, doesn't that feel to you like trying to be on both sides? Well, there's a couple different ways to look at it. I don't know enough about these people to not know if they're Christians themselves, but they're goofing around and creepy stuff. Like you yourself, you believe in God, but you also dabbled around in that kind of thing. It could very well be that they believe in God, but they've been goofing around on a dark path. And wouldn't that be my job to sow seeds to them? When I say interview, I mean, you've seen me do interviews with people. I get deep with things. I'm not sure. just going to sit there and say, so what's it like going into a haunted house? Did you get bitten by a goblin jumping out of the toilet? I'll ask them, you know, what their religious beliefs are. Do they have a background in religion? Because you believe in ghosts and demons, does that also mean that you're open-minded to God? You see how I lead that thing? You know what? Okay, when you do it that way, yes, that is 100% a great approach. Can I yeah, show I, you something? Can you show me something? You better not be nasty. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have never done you that way, uh, Mr. Keen. No, this is something that uh, my best friend and I worked on together. And Hold it's a video second. we just released. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet. Let me put you up on the screen here. Okay. Should be able to shift that out pretty good. All right. There you go. All right. It's a minute and something long. It's not very long. Do you mind if I play it? And I want your critique. Uh, let me lock the screen. Go ahead. Is that you or a friend? Uh, that's just, uh, imagery. I hope this message finds you before it's too late. It's of great urgency and it needs to get out. And what I'm going to ask you to do is very brave. There's a time coming where this message I'm about to share with you is going to be stopped from going out. The time is right around the corner. It's approaching quickly. And I need all of you who see this to promise that you will share it with as many people as you can because time is short. I'm gonna give you the encrypted message now. Please don't let it be in vain. The All message right. is Romans 10, nine and 10. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Please get this message out to everyone. Thank you. See, you got the whole Bible stuff and you got the whole spooky imagery, right? Well, what did you think? That was pretty cool. I, I like the whole crosses in the graveyard. It definitely had a spooky thing to it. He could have done better with the... Uh, Sitting in the chair in the dark thing, he should have done like a blue light coming down on him. It would have had more of a a mystical horror-like look. But sure, sure. Well, what it is is like <laughs> we, use, uh, we use Canva and we use ClipChamp. Uh, he has another program, but I do most of my video editing with Microsoft ClipChamp. And they have a plethora of really good... Um, material that you can use uh, videos and pictures and music just great stuff 
And that was one of uh, the stock footages that kind of captured the angle we were looking for. Oh, you and your buddy did that? Yeah, me and, uh, me and Achilles did that. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's cool and graphical. So who's doing the voice? That was me reading, and Achilles put it through a voice changer. So why did you uh, why did you decide to do it that way though? This whole spooky, read the Bible verse, so you're in trouble. Because when sad, pitiful uh, Stephen comes on and says, "Hey guys, uh, the way to get saved is really simple. Like people stop listening." Um, but when you make it mysterious and forbidden, which it soon will be, by the way. Uh, people are intrigued, and they all want to be part of something secret, some collective hidden information. And people, I think, all feel in their gut that something big is about to happen. And uh, if they're not Christian, they're not sure what it is. If they are Christian, they ought to know what it is. And uh, it was just a good time to exploit that. Well, I think the imagery with death in the graveyard is a... It's a pretty damn unsubtle hint that what will happen if you don't get saved, you're pretty much dead. You know? <laughs> I'm, glad you caught, I'm, I'm glad you caught Mark Reed. Uh, you know Mark Reed? Yes. All right. Mark Reed commented on it, and he's like, hey, friend, obviously, I'm doing the Australian accent. He's like, obviously, uh, you don't know what cryptic means. And I was like, I do know what cryptic means. And he's like, well... I don't think you know what cryptic means. And I was like, the fact that you didn't get the message, Mark, proves that the message was cryptic. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, is the message was literally on the screen, and it was so cryptic that some people, like Mark, still haven't got it. Yeah, Mark, he, uh, I've talked to him before in the past. He seems like he has a hard time absorbing information. I don't know what that is, what's going on with him on that, but he does. And I try to keep it real simple for him, but he gets uh, confused, I guess. I think he plays the confusion card. Uh, Mark is crafty, and, and I like Mark. Um, every time I've engaged with him, he's been for the most part, respectful. Um, and when he hasn't been totally respectful, we also were not being totally respectful. So it was cool. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he really engages a conversation to exchange information. I think he listens for key points that he can respond. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, so I, not, I don't not. have any dislike towards him. It's just that, uh, you know, you're right. He is. I he, I do feel and sense that there's some craftiness there. I enjoy talking. I like watching videos of people who are being for real, who are really laying it out on the line. And I like talking to people who are true to themselves. I don't like, uh, you know, talking to people who got an agenda or they're trying to pull some shit over my eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a lot of people now. I mean, how do you feel for that? <laughs> yeah, that is the way it is. I, I think a lot of people are, in, especially in social media, which is probably one of the reasons why you're getting bored of it, is it's a lot of narcissism. A lot of people who suffer from narcissism. 
there is a lot of narcissists. And, and dude, it's a plague. And honestly, I'm really starting to believe that in the scripture, when it talks about in the end times, the love of many would grow cold. I really, truly believe that that is directly related to narcissism in our time and the rampant explosion of narcissism uh, just in the last 20 years. Uh, I think it's directly correlated. You know, sometimes I randomly I'll look through YouTube to see if there's any live things going on with people I don't even know. And I went into a lot of these people's different rooms and uh, I just earlier today, I went into this, this girl's room and she had a friend in there and a, a couple guys. And uh, she says, so what do you want to know about me? And I said, well, I was just looking around on the internet and I seen that you had a chat open. So I figured I'd come in and say hello. And she goes, all right, so what do you want to know about me? And I said, well, whatever you want to share, I suppose. And uh, she went on a big-ass rant about herself and all that. And after she got done, she didn't even have the common damn decency to ask me anything or anybody else. She didn't care what everybody else was about. Didn't even ask me how my day was or what the weather's been like. Just kept on going on about herself. So that's pure narcissism right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's as pure narcissistic as it gets. You know, Satan was the first narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there. Go ahead. So you were you were saying earlier, though, that uh, before you got majorly into Christianity, you actually were, you got into EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, for those out there who don't know what the hell we're talking about. What? What made you have the ambition or desire to get into it? And what kind of experiences did you have? So what got me interested in it is when I was younger, my parents, which is weird because my parents were very strict. We couldn't watch Harry Potter, couldn't watch Lord of the Rings, but they would watch Ghost Hunters. And I just became intrigued with it. And what's interesting is it always came on on Wednesday night. And I could remember like every Wednesday night I would be waiting to get out of church so I could get home and catch Ghostbusters uh, or ghost, not Ghostbusters, Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Um, so I got intrigued with it at that age. But then when I got in my early 20s, my buddy ended up that I worked with, he came into work one day and he was crying. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? He's like, Bolin. That's what he, my last name. He's like, Bolin. My house is haunted. And I'm like, yeah, okay, uh-huh, okay, Casper. And then he showed me an EVP, and it was some creepy stuff. And it started a long, a long road of us setting up EVPs in his house to see what was going on. And then from there, other people heard about it and wanted us to investigate. We ended up doing investigations in like 30-plus properties in four different states, and we did some amazing locations, but uh, my conclusion after all of it is that it's straight up demonic in every case. Well, I think that there's some deals. I, I was looking, <clears throat> did a little bit of research on it because my buddy Von Helton, he said he used to do it. I'm sure you've talked to Von before. He said I have, when he, I have he, talked with Von. He said when he was a young man, you got to understand what Vaughn, Vaughn's done everything. He's been in the FBI. He's been Secret Service. I mean, you name it. You sit around with him long enough. He's had 50 different careers all at the same time, somehow, some way. 
But one of his things was he said he did EVP. And I looked into it and I found out that a lot of people, they thought they were hearing voices of like a ghost or something. But what happens is, depending on an electronic device, especially digital, sometimes you could pick up audio from a conversation that's really far away. And it sounds kind of, you know, weird because it's traveling through all that distance. The point is, is that sometimes people accidentally record something from far away. And because there's no one around, they think that it may be something actually in the near local area. You understand? I, I do. And yes, uh, that is something you have to listen for. You had to make sure there were no TVs on. But there are other things that were supernatural um, that were totally unexplainable. For instance, we went to this. It was an, an abandoned old southern farmhouse. It was so old it had been used as a, a makeshift hospital during the American Civil War. And it reportedly had activity. So we got permission from the owner to do several investigations. We went there one night at three in the morning and it was so dark, dude, it was bizarre. I was a smoker back then and we were all smoking cigarettes and the only light we could see like two feet apart from each other was the light coming off the cigarettes. It was just eerie and dark beyond usual. And uh, we were all scared and, and feeling nervous. And my brother, I could hear him say, he said, I have this Irish cross made in Egypt. And then a couple seconds later, it got super quiet. A couple seconds later, we all got the feeling like we needed to just get the heck out of there. And then we say it. We're like, I just feel like we need to go. And then you hear us stumbling over each other to get out the door. Well, when we got back and we processed the EVP recording, you hear my brother say, I have this Irish cross made in Egypt. Then you hear something march down the stairs, boom, 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 right up to the EVP recorder, get right up in it and say, get the F out now. Immediately after that, Brett, you hear me and my brother and our friend Mark saying, we, we just need to get the heck out of here. And then we did. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever dampered with any of that stuff. You sure there wasn't uh, like uh, some homeless people or someone basically squatting? I am 100% confident, Brett, it, that this was something <laughs> demonic. Well, as you know, I uh, I live around St. Louis, Missouri, and we have a lot, a lot of spooky stories and all that. I don't know if you knew this, but the original Exorcist movie is actually based upon a boy that had this exorcism allegedly done in a hospital, I believe called St. John's, that's literally about 20 miles away from me where this happened. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a diplomat's son or something, a congressman's son. I'm not sure what their political view was, but it's been a long time and all that. But then they ended up making the movie, they put a girl in the place, and then did a totally different environment, made it a house exorcism, but... Yeah, supposedly a lot of people witnessed that, and a book was written about it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I don't watch those movies. I never watched any of those movies when they came out. Um, I could count on one hand how many scary movies I've seen, and I regret all of them. And I never watched a single scary movie until The Ring came out, and that was the first one. And that's the first one I regret watching. We got another story down here, and uh, a lot of young people like to go visit the place. 
it's like a population of like two or three. It's called Black Missouri. It's literally called Black Missouri. And a lot of young people go to it because there's a story that there was this old church that was inside of a graveyard. And what ended up happening is somebody set it on fire and some nuns ended up climbing up towards the roof and everything to try to get out of it and all that because apparently something was wrong with the doors. They couldn't get out. Well, while they're up there, apparently the witnesses claim they watched the nuns go up in flames and all that while trying to get out of there, and some of them fell off. So the story is is that if you go at a certain time of night and the moon is a certain type of form, you may see the nuns actually drifting like uh, wraiths or phantoms across the roof of the church. Heck no, Brett. You did not go and see this, did you? No, I didn't go see it, but I've had buddies that they went up there and they said they seen all kinds of crazy stuff. Later on in my life, though, I thought about doing it. Believe it or not, I was looking for any kind of evidence of the supernatural before I became a Christian. And I was willing to put myself in harm's way because I wanted to know. I wanted to know, is, is see, the way I looked at it, and this may come off weird to you, but if... Satanists are able to prove the existence of the devil or a witch can prove a spell. To me, that would have correlated with, well, if the evil things in religion are real, then that has to mean that the opposite is true, that there has to be a God as well. At least that's how I thought of it back then. Make sense? You know, honestly, it does. And I think that was kind of similar to mine, too. When I went searching, it was because I was in a church that, you know, they believed in the Holy Spirit, but they didn't believe in very many of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it was like a, a version of God with his hands tied behind his back, and it just felt like there was more than what I was being told. So I think I had the same mindset you did that I wanted to go investigate that side because if that side is active— then our side is active and I need to look into stuff. Um, so I think that was kind of the case for me too, Brett. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing that I, I did notice even whenever I was a non-believer and I talked about this with other people and other non-believers and they even agreed with me that they had a sense of this. Have you ever walked or went in somewhere and you ended up running into somebody? Maybe you don't know anything about them or whatever, a stranger. And it just seems like there's a darkness in them. Like they're absolutely dangerous and you can just sense it and you just want to get away from them as quickly as possible. And yes. I met a lot of I met a lot of people like that where they they don't seem they have soulless like eyes and all that. And I remember bringing that up with non-believers. What do you think about that? And they said, well, I think that's just evolutionary instincts and all this kind of stuff. And I said, to sense evil like that, to actually sense that there's there's something like soul gripping about it. You know, they don't know what to say about that. But yeah. So you've experienced I mean, people like that? Well, yeah. And I mean, that's what we would call discernment. You know, we have a spirit of discernment. So we have that red flag that pops up that says uh warning stranger danger basically um but for an atheist yeah that's interesting how would they explain that brett um how do they explain morality 
How do they explain those gut instincts you get where you can just tell somebody's nature? I mean, how do you evolve that? You know, that was, uh, I'm going to tell you something that might be weird for you. You know, I've told you a couple different reasons why I believe in God and all that. I remember talking to a Christian in a, a chat room. We were just having an open discussion, very friendly with each other. And the, he asked me, he said, you talk about a lot of injustice in the world, Brett. You talk about a lot of bad things that happen in the world, and then you associate it with God. And he said, uh, do you believe in evil? And I said, I do. I believe evil is real. And he said, well, how can you believe in that? If there is no God and there is no good, then how are you able to have contrast of evil? And I had to think about that. Why am I thinking that there's actually some kind of evil out there? Why am I thinking that there's some kind of force? And why am I able to feel it or sense that something like that actually is real? And it really got me thinking that if such a thing as objective evil is real, then again, there has to be an opposite spectrum. There has to be an objective good. And the only way there can be an objective good is you have something that is alive outside of humanity. And the only thing that uh, history and uh, life for humanity's ever had is the concept of God whenever it comes to objective good. So believe it or not, the subject of evil actually delivered me over to good. Does that make sense? I mean, I cannot comment really on what walk God used to reveal himself to you because that looks different for everybody. But I would say weirder things have happened. So it doesn't surprise me. And Achilles, man, I wish Achilles could make it in here because I really think that would be a fun topic. Uh, he wanted to talk about the aliens. He believes that they're demons like myself. And uh, he's got some interesting theories and he has experienced some stuff. So I wish he could make it in here. Well, I wish the person could make it in as well. Anybody that wants to come in, there's a link at the top. And then there's also a link that is in the uh, description. Seven people watching, Brett, and none of them will come in and hang out with us. Now, and that's one of the things I've noticed, too. We we kind of rushed this, though. I mean, within 10 minutes, we opened it up. We didn't tell anybody advance. If I, like, wait a few days and then go live, then I get a lot more people. But normally, it's like this. You put the show out, and then people watch it later. Yeah, I mean, that's accurate. I, I like the engagement, though. Uh, I like being able to bounce the ideas off people. I give you props, man, because I have seen you. I have seen you single-handedly hold down a show for like an hour plus. <laughs> yeah. uh, How do you do tough. that? It is tough. Well, one of the things, whenever I was a, a younger man doing videos and all that, there were, was a lot of stuff on my mind all the time. I've, uh, I was diagnosed a long time ago when I was younger being hyperactive, and that makes your brain just run like a million miles per hour. But as I've gotten older, obviously, the topics are a little uh, not as uh, forthgiving as before. But you can do something like chat GPT or even look at an AI and say, hey, what is uh, several topics that are interesting to people having to do with spirituality what is some of the questions people are asking or things that people want to know 
and it gives you ideas of things that you can talk about. You sit there and you keep the notes on the screen and ask people what they think. And if they're not feeling it, you move on to the next topic. See what I mean? It works. You know, I get that, but like, uh, well, I guess you're saying you're gauging it off of the response in the comment section, whether or not they're responding to it. Yeah, and also if people are actually coming in and engaging the conversation and all that, you can tell if people are feeling it. And besides, even if you can't sense if people are getting bored or something, just simply ask. Just say, you know, you say to the audience out there, what's your feelings about demons or aliens? How do you feel about life in the universe? Is it something you even think about? What do you think the purpose or function in your life is and all that? So... Okay. In one aspect, you have a major advantage over me. In the, oh. another aspect, I have a major advantage over you. The advantage you have over me is that you really don't have a Christian channel. You are a Christian with a YouTube channel. So your spectrum of content is much more vastly wide than mine uh, because I am a Christian channel. I try to only talk about like Christian topics. Um, so you really have me beat there. You have a lot more uh, leeway to talk about things. Where I beat you is I have a team. So I don't have to constantly come up with new ideas because they do that for their shows. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that, but there's a lot of things that you could do I, I don't see you trying out very often, but even though your channel is mostly associated with Christianity, there is a way to be able to bring in a lot of topics and still be able to talk about Christianity. Let me give you an example. Like, for instance, if you wanted to reach musicians and get them over to Christianity or talk to them, talk about the fact that most heavy metal people or rock stars are actually Christian but they don't uh, like say they're in the Christian genre because they want to be able to be played on the radio. I really feel like Hollywood actors and musicians will get screwed if they just come right out and say that they believe in Jesus. I really do believe that. Oh, yeah. Well, without a question. Um, and you can kind of tell. But what the weird thing is with celebrities, especially musicians, especially like in pop, you can almost pinpoint the album between the point where they were popular and the point where they sold their soul. Mm. I mean, the, their, their style changes, their dress changes, their album covers change. They get very Illuminati esque. Uh, you can tell, like you can pinpoint you with Miley Cyrus. You could tell. You see what you just did there. I, I just alerted your algorithm. Well, I, I threw a topic at you, and boom, you were able to bring it into Christianity. You were able to talk about how people change because of wealth. I'm sure there's a good Jesus message right there. You know, you know what does it matter to own the world if you're selling your soul kind of deal? See, Stephen, you could hit up rock and roll doing it like that in the movies. So you got a whole open genre to that. One thing I notice about a lot of horror movies and a lot of the secular films that are out there, they use a lot of the stories and formulas that are already like in the Bible. I don't know if you've ever seen Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, but they use a lot of biblical stuff in a lot of these horror films that we watch. 
Do you know that? I have not seen either. I have not seen those films yet. I don't watch those type of movies, but I believe you because, I mean, you see that with all kinds of things in, in Hollywood. Basically, though, there's really – they say there's like five different plot lines for a movie, but really there's only one plot line, and it's the plot line from the Bible, and they just take different snippets of the Bible and twist the plot a little bit, and that's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, there's a lot of films out there like uh, – did you ever watch the Nightmare on Elm Street series? No. You, you're not, you do not listen. You're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I, I don't watch those movies. Not even as a kid, I didn't like uh, scary movies. Well, I figured, I mean, my goodness, you're damn Ghostbuster. You're running around in graveyards with the EVP thing. I figured you probably got around to watching a movie or two at least. You you would think, Brett, and that's the weird part. I didn't, though. Like, I was, I was a huge wussy when it came to watching scary movies, but I would, like, go into these places that were known to be you know, active location. I, I was stupid. Your friend out there says, I think Brett would be a great co-host and asset. Well, I like Steven and I've always enjoyed doing like uh, stuff with him. He and I did some shows in the past and all that. But right now, Steven's kind of got a lot of different hosts going on right now. And a lot of them really enjoy holding that damn microphone hostage. I ain't hating on you, Steven, and I won't mention names. So it kind of makes it a little difficult to be able to bounce. Me and Steven, we got this weird thing going on where we understand how a conversation works. He says something, then I throw some shit out there. He throws some shit back, and, and we're able to actually have a fun, intelligent conversation. Some people, they don't want that. They're just waiting like Mark Reed for that cue. Oh, did he go quiet? Now I get to speak. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, I do. Yeah, I mean, that's an ongoing issue. Like, you have people that have really great stuff to say but they take a really long time to say it. So they end up monopolizing, whether it's intentional or not. Um, that's why I'm starting to like to have the smaller panels. And I know when I have like a special guest coming on, like if I know you're coming on one evening, I'll keep it to a smaller panel or I'll uh, cut back on different amounts of guests, uh, depending on who tries to come in and how much I can gauge they like to talk. There you go. Now, there was another topic that you liked talking about a while back, too, but you said that uh, you got out of it because it was starting to cause you stress and anxiety, but it's it's definitely something that I think a lot of people could get into, and that's your views on politics and how you feel the system is. It seems as a Christian that it should be very important for you to talk about why we need changes in, in our government and our society, and I don't know why you don't... Uh, you don't envelop the skill that you have. I want nothing to do with politics. <laughs> I, I worked as a political fundraiser, campaign fundraising for the Republican National Committee. And I, I lived and breathed politics. My dad ran for Congress against the Republican who ran against Ron DeSantis in the primary. Uh, so, I mean, I've been around politics my whole life, but it's fake. It's, it's no more real than wrestling. And I also had to come to the realization with the scripture that 
It's because of the wickedness of a land that many are its rulers. So the, the politicians we have today, all 400 plus congressmen we have, plus the 100 senators, um, and the debt that it's occurring and the way they're crashing our country, it's our fault. It's because of our wickedness that we have all these rulers. Um, and we know that the cure is that if God's people will humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways, then he'll hear their cries and he'll heal their land. And the fact that he hasn't done that yet is evidence that we are not humbling ourselves. We're not seeking his face. We're not turning from our wicked ways and we're not crying out. Uh, so voting for Donald Trump or voting for Joe Biden isn't going to change anything until we have a heart change. Yeah, that's true. I've been noticing, especially on Twitter and social media that, you know, uh, people, they point out all these good ideas and why we should unite and all that, but folks are quick to attack each other, whether it's over religion or whether it's over politics or just because someone doesn't share their view and, and real life. If you disagree with somebody around here and all that, they're just like, well, it is what it is. If that's what you think, if that's what floats your boat. But on the internet, if you disagree with people, it's like, oh, damn, it's like they want to pull out a chainsaw on that ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I'm talking, it is worse than like the, the playground in middle school. Like, if you disagree with someone on YouTube, you might as well have just insulted their mother's honor. And they want blood. Nothing else will do but blood fresh. Looks like we got hey, some. Hey, what's up? That is my brother. You got uh, YouTube up in the background, Achilles. Want blood? Nothing uh, else will do but blood fresh. Well, he's got to close out of the broadcast outside so he doesn't cause echo. Okay, got it. Hello, awesome. it worked. Yeah, heart. Hey, uh, okay. Me, I'm not hearing you though. Brett Give King. me a second. I can't hear anything you're saying. Well, now uh, I just feel stupid. Should I open? Should I open it for now? Do you? You got to close out of the outside broadcast, and then can you hear us now? Okay, now I got you. I, I'm hearing you, right? Give so you're the Achilles person out there. Yes, um, Heart of Flesh or Achilles is my name, uh, God-given. All uh, right. So you've been out there complimenting hell out of us, saying that we make good hosts and all that, huh? Oh, yeah, brother. And we met uh, on the astronomy night, uh, first time we discussed, and I loved every minute of our discussion. Well, there you go. Yeah, a lot of, I, I think that uh, if you really want to run a good show, you have to actually, you know, dig into people and say, what is it that you think? What is your views? A lot of people, whenever they run their shows, they just want to do all the talking and all that. But I love hearing why people think the way they think and where do they think they're going with that kind of deal. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, all the way. Amen. And what you are pointing out is exactly what you said earlier uh, and what about narcissism. And what I hate the most is when people ask you something because they are waiting for them to give the answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, 
We're gonna have to call that. We're gonna have to call that the Mark Reed tactic, Stephen. What do you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, uh, "How did you think? How did you feel about that? You share your heart." And they're like, "Uh huh. Okay. Well, I felt like." And you're like, "Oh my! Did was he even listening? No, they're not even listening." Oh, Stephen got his pirate back up there. I hear you. People listening. What the hell's the problem with folks out there for sure? So tell me a little bit about yourself. You uh, you and Stephen made that uh, video. That was actually pretty good production. Did you do the editing and production on that? Most of that is Stephen. Um, 99% of it was Achilles. No, no. He, he invited me, and I was observing the process and i was giving him some tips how about let's do this like this let's do it like that but uh-oh he clicked himself out and, uh, all i actually did was the voice change his voice all right it's all steven this one well i won't take all the credit i'll share it <laughs> uh brett if i could uh i think we could have a really good discussion on aliens and right now with the algorithm that would really help you out well, I, uh, you know, you brought up whenever we were in that uh, that last show with you about the Fermi paradox. I haven't seen any kind of. Um, I obviously haven't observed any actual aliens. Before I became a Christian, though, I was under the conclusion that it seems like it would be logical that if life forms can come on Earth before believing in God, I yes. believe that it was very possible that there could be life forms out there. But I have listened to a lot of Christians who suggest that if you you see something going on out there uh, with the concept of God involved, then it most likely isn't going to be some kind of, uh, you know, a little green man with big eyes or something. It's going to be a, a demon or an angel or something, right? Yep. Um, it's uh, As you shared earlier, um, first off, Stephen, I got really shocked with that experience that you had. Uh, wow. That was one of many. We'll talk, oh, we'll wow. talk privately sometime. Um, you guys want to see something spooky sometime. Have you ever watched any of these uh, videos? And it has a name like a popular movie out there, but it's something totally different. Have you ever watched the Matrix or the Simulation Glitched videos before? No. Uh, you're talking about the ones like on YouTube where cars just pop up out of nowhere and people. Yeah, and people Birds. end up just like freezing up all of a sudden, or animals start walking backwards and they I, don't. I've, even see. I've seen some where the birds were glitched in the sky, Brad. I seen a I seen a video where uh, an airplane was sideways and it was just sitting suspended. Oh, I've seen that too. I've seen that too, and it was very weird. But I wasn't even saved back then, so I don't know what I would think of it today. Um, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I don't, I don't know what you think about this, Brett. And we've talked about this before, Achilles. Um, you're kind of in the conspiracy theories, right? Who, me? Yeah, you. Well, I've, I've become very fascinated, like I was saying to Hart earlier. I like to hear what people think and what they view. As far as I'm concerned, though, it's gotten to the point with AI and artificial intelligence and deepfakes I don't know if what I'm watching is actually real or if it's some, some bullshit. 
Like, yeah. for instance, there's a bunch of people been dropping uh, clips all over Twitter and some on YouTube uh, where it's supposedly showing aliens that are running around the mall in Miami. And that's yeah. why the cops came up. I'm looking at this shit, and it looks like a... You know, I asked somebody, because they said, oh, did you see the aliens? And I said, let's say, for example, that that actually happened, that that shit was actually slithering around in the mall. Let me ask you this, is what I told the person. How do you know that's not some kind of genetically altered uh, creature from a fucking lab or something? Why do you automatically jump all the way to space for? You because know, you're bringing up aliens. You've heard of gene manipulation, haven't you? Where they fucking got goats shitting out uh, spider webs <laughs> and uh, silk, and they've got uh, cows that are able to be able to produce all kinds of weird properties in their milk and all this. They've done some weird gene splicing with creatures. I have two conspiracy theories for you that I think will blow your mind. And I don't know how you like the FE conversation, but we could get you uh, on the FE side, Brick. The but FE? What the hell is that? The, the shape. The shape we're, we're working on. We the try wind. not to use the, the, the shape of the rock that we live on. Oh, yeah. My friend Von Helton, eclectic pagan, he's a flat earther and shit. I don't mind if we talk about it. If YouTube's going to get rid of me for having an interesting conversation, they can kiss my asshole right on the smelly part. But go ahead. Let's. No, let's avoid what? that one because uh, <laughs> okay. we have interesting, very other interesting stuff we can talk about. All, All right. right. Well, conspiracy theory number one, Brett. This is my new, well, it was my favorite, but it's just recently been replaced. But. My second favorite conspiracy theory right now. Uh, tell me if you've heard it. The birds are not real. Oh, boy. I've heard that birds came from dinosaurs and that I've eaten a lot of T-Rex's chicken. <laughs> but I'm not, what the hell is the birds ain't real? What's that shit all about? Seriously, Brett, none of the birds that you see flying around are real. There was a CIA operation in the late 50s to replace all the birds that you see flying outside. And some of the proof of that is that these drone birds would need to recharge. And have you ever driven down the street, Brett, and observed an unusual amount of birds sitting on a power line? Well, actually, there's a pretty fascinating story. Whenever I was a young boy, I noticed that some birds that had some babies up in a nest, and unfortunately, I was a stupid kid. I got up there and screwed with them, and I didn't realize birds were that protective. You ever see that movie called The Birds before? Mm -hmm. yep. Well, that's yep. what the hell happened to me. All of a sudden, the entire, all the telephone poles and wires got filled up with birds, and they came after my ass. They were literally dive-bombing my ass, so oof. Yeah, well, because CIA information is hidden underneath the eggs, and you were about to spoil the operation. But oh. that, that is the conspiracy theory, Brett. The birds are not real. That sounds, nice. a lot, that sounds a lot like the story of Fallout 4, the video game, where the birds are actually institute spies and shit watching people and observing for the scientists that are underground. Hmm. But, you know, they, they were all in the, uh, in, on the cables because they were charging. <laughs> yes. Uh, they came well, to I, you. I, I don't know. 
Mr. Flesh, I don't know if you realize this about me, but I live out in the woods. I live so deep out in the woods, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th is scared to come around here. <laughs> so what happened is, is that we have birds that get into our house all the time. They go flying around through our house. And also we got like 20 stray cats. My all the time, like, Brett? You have stray birds fly through your house all the time? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I live out in the damn woods and all that, and the birds are stupid. My wife yeah, likes to leave. Yeah, wife likes to open up the windows or keep the door open so it airs out and all that. And plus, we got twenty ass cats that like to bring us prizes. I've had rabbits, snakes, uh, everything you can imagine in my house. It's crazy. You're, you were sitting there talking earlier about running around haunt houses. Well, you ain't visited me yet. Uh, well. <laughs> Um, that uh, conspiracy theory is uh, Stephen's favorite joke. Uh, he he says that a lot. But I would love uh, if we were to, we could go back to uh, the one that you mentioned uh, about uh, Miami. Oh, the aliens, sure. And yeah. and I would like you to explain your encounter with the alien dream. Oh, I got to warn you guys real quick. Um, we have 30 more minutes and then the thing will automatically shut itself off until I pay the, uh, the mm -hmm. ordeal. I only get two hours at a time. So we got 30 minutes, aliens in Miami, get to it. Uh, so, um, what we saw was a very, uh, 100, uh, police vehicles and a very blurry image of something there and two testimonies of people who said I saw them and they were flashing in and out of reality and they were coming after me and people were running. But I never saw that on camera. What we saw on camera was a blurry image that there was another camera angle that it clearly showed that it was three people walking together. So from the angle that the, that the footage that we get online comes from, uh, you see all these three people as one after the other, and it looks like a very tall being, but it's also very blurry. And you have on the internet, if you write Miami incident on YouTube, you will see hundreds of videos that have manipulated that image to show an alien and give them your views. So they have like 400,000 views per video. They're making money out of that. Mm -hmm. And none of it is real. Now, the thing is, why would the government send there so many police vehicles? So the idea is that uh, there is an alien deception coming. And it's been happening slowly inside... Um, um, the, the American government and parliament, they are already discussing it and bringing attention to, uh, bringing attention to it uh, by saying that, yeah, there's something there. We already know we'll start releasing, but we are not releasing. Uh, I will remind you that Clinton, uh, in order to be elected, said, if you elect me, I'm going to tell you about the aliens that we have. But nobody fell for it. <laughs> People were like, even if aliens exist, I'm not voting for you. So yeah, I've heard that conspiracy. I've heard of uh, they're preparing us for, you know, life forms going yes. to expose themselves. But I've also heard conspiracies, especially from my buddy Von Helton. I don't know if you ever talked to him. He's wild. 
but he believes that aliens have been amongst us and known by the government for many, many years. And he talks a lot about hangers and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, um, I was not only did I believe that, but I was a preacher of that when I was younger. And I was also a preacher of what you said, um, that um, we cannot be alone in this vastness of the universe. I was preaching. I was going out of my way to preach to people how the numbers prove and uh, Drake's equation proves this. And uh, we have 200 million stars, I think a billion stars within our own galaxy. And there is no chance that we are alone. And I kept saying that. So uh, just as Satan did to uh, my brother Stephen, uh, he believed in ghosts. And that's what he used uh, against him. So in me, in my case, I believed in aliens. And that's what he used against me. They were coming in my dreams a lot to what people call sleep paralysis. And I could give you a lot of uh, experiences, but I think well, the you one... had like night terrors or something where you were half awake and half asleep. A, a lot of those, a lot of those when I was younger, until I arrived to Christ. Um, I, I will admit they they still annoy me, but they know that they they can't get my fear. They can I I'm no longer afraid having Jesus. So it's not as often as it used to be. But I've had experiences where they would try to communicate. And uh, I remember one, one dream. It was uh, back in 2011, I think it was. And um, I see my friend opening the door to my house, excited. And he's like, man, did you hear? Did you hear? I'm like, what, what, what happened? The aliens are here. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Where? Oh, they're everywhere and they are talking to us through the, the television. Open up your TV. I'm like, are you kidding me? I open up the TV and there it is a woman, uh, a human woman talking to us. And I knew she was alien. So I turn around to, my, to see my friend and it wasn't just my friend in that room. There were all the people that I knew, all my friends. So the minute I saw that, I was like, you know what, guys, I have an idea. Let's connect hands. I will touch the monitor from the left side. You will touch the monitor from the right side. So when we do that, we will be able to send them a message. That was in my dream. Mm -hmm. The minute my friend touches the TV and the circle, the circuit is completed, I wake up and there is a voice in my head telling me we are looking for hypocrites for the end. Mm. I didn't take it seriously back then, but later on I realized what the origin of the word hypocrite is and why we call someone a hypocrite. It comes from the ancient Greek theater. It was not a bad word. It means actor. If you pick up a mask and you put it on your face and you pretend to be someone else, you are a hypocrite. And we uh -huh. use that metaphorically today. But back then, it was the name for the actor. We are going to the theater to watch Hypocrites. So are you saying, are you saying that these, uh, were, they were looking for uh, basically other creatures that were masking themselves as uh, humans? 
No, they were looking for humans and I was one of their uh, candidates to pretend something. They are looking for actors for the end. Well, I have to ask, in all the years whenever you were a young person having these dreams and these uh, kind of awake visions and all that, did any of these things ever actually try to physically harm you or were you just sensing that they were dangerous or a threat to you? That's, that's a great question and I think it's spirit-driven uh, spirit because this will um, bring an answer that I wanted to share anyway. Um, yes, they attacked me. They attacked me for the first time when I arrived to Christ. The first night that I went to bed knowing that Christ is true and I accepted him, they made an attack. During the attack, I managed to look into their eyes. The thing is that they attacked me because they realized that their deception no longer works on me. So now they will try fear. Now, how did they physically engage you? Um, I saw I saw one of my friends outside my house uh, honking his car. I, I got up from my bed. I thought I wasn't sleeping, but I was sleeping. I got up from my bed and I looked out the window and I saw my friend uh, locking his car. And that was the horn that I heard when you put the alarm, uh, the yeah, alarm. On the car, it goes um, the horn sounds. So I see that he locked the car, and he, yeah, and he was walking away from it. So there was another car parked, and I flew outside of my house, out of my window, into the back seat of that car, and I was asking him with my eyes, "What up? What happened? What is this? Why? Why are you parking your car here?" And he moved his head, telling me, "Oh." You don't want to know. The minute he said that, he, he nodded that, I looked at the front seat of the car that I was in, and there were two beings there. Hmm. So they took me out of my house with that deception, and they put me inside that vehicle, and they were the driver and the co-driver. The minute they realized that I saw them, they both turned around and started trying to grab me. So immediately some security that I also know from uh, playing with astral projection a lot when I was young, that these beings cannot harm you, especially if you arrive to Christ, that is not in the books. Um, so something pulled me back in my room immediately. But before that happened, I saw into their eyes and I realized why they are black. Because all the alien images that you see, they have black eyes. There is a reason for that. What's behind their eyes is the abyss. They don't come from another planet. They come from hell. They are demons. I saw the hatred in them. So, so it, it seems as though they, they uh, knew where you lived. They obviously knew where you were located, where you were sleeping, yet they only seem to come at you in your dreams. Did they ever come to you whenever you knew for a fact you were fully awake and they, they came after you in some physical manifestation? Well, I have, uh, when I broke up with my girlfriend and I moved out of the house that we were living in, I went back to that house to feed some fish that were in the pond. 
and I found a very big crop circle at the backyard of that house. Um, I have uh, video footage of that uh, crop circle. I recorded the whole thing, but it wasn't like the crop circles that we see that are perfect. This one was very messy. But all the grain was twisted and it was twisted within itself. It was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen in my life. So I went home, picked up the camera, I recorded it. And then I called a friend of mine who was into this stuff. I brought him over. I've sent this uh, video to professional crop circle researchers uh, in the States. And he responded to me that this is a real one. I, this is the weirdest one I've ever seen in my life. And I knew it was weird because I'm telling you, I, I, can, I can show you the footage. And I, I think I also have it on, uh, on my YouTube as an unlinked video. It should be somewhere back there. But um, when I brought my friend over, uh, a very weird thing flew over us. And we picked up the camera and recorded it. And it was like the ISS but way lower and way faster. Mm. So it all has to do with what you believe. They know it and they will pretend they will, they will give you that deception. If it leads you away from God, they will give you the deception. Yeah, but isn't, see, that's one of the things about it. You know, me and Stephen were talking about this earlier about, uh, being able to see proof of evil will also give you proof that there's also got to be good, right? Amen. But it, it seems to me that, um, how do I put this? It seems counterintuitive for a demon to reveal itself because then it immediately wow. gives up the game, right? It basically is saying, look, I'm a demon, and mm -hmm. because I'm a demon, I come from the, you know, the lore of religion, Therefore, you're automatically going to believe in God. You see how that's kind of counterintuitive, though. One hundred percent. They did not pretend. They did not show me their true face. I saw with some intuition and some help that God gave me at that moment. I saw through those eyes and saw that the reason they are black is because there is darkness behind them. They didn't show me their true face. They are showing me uh, aliens because that's what I believed in. Well, I got somebody out here called Christ Brings a Sword. He says, your yeah. host has blocked me for speaking the truth to Proverbs, guy. Well, I don't recall ever reading you telling the truth about anything there. Christ Brings a Sword. So give it a shot, and I'll tell you if you're true or not. Hey, right. he's welcome to come in here. He's somebody who's been on my panel before and accused us of judging him. Isn't that the guy, Achilles? Yeah, he started okay. out... Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, another pretender. He started out with a different face, and then he showed his true face at some point, and we kicked him out. But I'm not sure I, we banned him because I saw him commenting recently on our channel. I so hard, we're yeah. on a, we're on one hour and forty five minutes. If you got uh, Stephen, if you want to open a stream here in about fifteen minutes to continue on a conversation, I would join you. I don't want to do one stream after another, though, on there. I'm still going to do something on Friday. And you both, of course, are welcome, 7 p.m. Central. I can't tonight. I have an early day tomorrow, and it's going to be like 20 degrees. So I will have to go to bed soon. But I will say this. What is your schedule like right now, Brett? Uh, it's pretty open because I've been taking care of the daughter and all that, me and my wife. So... 
it's uh it's been pretty open that's one of the reasons why i started doing some live stuff again hmm. i'm well, really enjoying i'm really enjoying this format though being able to look right on my screen and see people's text and them knowing that everything that they write will be saved it'll be on the very video that'll be on the radio and all that kind of stuff along with us so yeah i'm really enjoying that i like that a lot Here's now hard to flesh i have to ask you something i have to Go ask ahead. you and i hope you don't take offense to this but the first question obviously from a rational person he would have to ask is there any medication that was involved? Is there any no. drugs? Is there any no. inherent mental illness? No, no, no. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. You understand that's that's not me getting on your ass. I'm just making sure. I've talked to a lot of people who are sociopaths or suffering mm -hmm. from mental delusions and all that. I do yeah. believe in physical manifestations and what you're saying is possible, but you have to ask that just in case. You know what I mean? Yeah, well... Um... Yes, 100% nothing. And um, I can give you quickly another uh, experience that I had in the army, where uh, in the army, you're not allowed to be taking medication. Right. And, and what you get in the army is sleep deprivation, you get extremely tired. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I, I laid back on my bed, and I slept immediately when my head touched the bed. And I didn't even realize that. I thought I was still awake. So the minute I touch my head on the back of my uh, of my pillow, I look up and there was a very big hole in the ceiling on the ceiling, and there were three dots flying overhead. So immediately my spirit said, "Oh no, here they come again. They're gonna try to take me." The minute I thought that, I started getting pulled up. Now, hard to flesh. You do you do realize though that a lot of the things that you described they sound like a, the diagnosis of night terrors, and you even said that you believe that you went through some of that. Yep. It's usually documented that people who have night terrors, what happens is is they're awake, but they mm -hmm. they're the mechanism in their brain that will help them acknowledge reality again doesn't turn on right away and they're they could literally either walk around or be paralyzed on their bed mm -hmm. and they've been known to see shadow figures creatures weird one, shit flying around 100 percent with what you're saying i'm on board uh and i've also studied the issue because it had been happening a lot to me mm -hmm. and there are uh, youtube videos on it and on some i've given tips on to people on how to avoid it happening to them and i will give a free tip for your show here any of your viewers don't ever sleep on your back it's the number one tip well number two tip because number one tip is that they are all demons it doesn't matter how they are coming to you but they will come uh to deceive you and make you being afraid they somehow enjoy that fear and um the first tip is to arrive to Jesus, who is the truth, and he keeps you protected. Until you, see, you, do that. you see, but somebody could argue that you're having a night terror projected by your own fear. And because you accepted religion and God into your life and all that, 
that your own mind is basically telling you, hey, the power of God is here, and it's basically pushing away the things that you originally feared because now your mind has this defense mechanism. I know it's ignorant. Here I am acting like I'm a damn internet psychiatrist or whatever, but I try to go for the natural first and then hit the supernatural if there's no answer scientifically. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Makes sense, makes sense. Um, well, what I can tell you is that before they arrived they, as an alien uh, in the army, um, they were coming as a little... Um, this, this might sound like I'm not responding to what you said, but you will see where I'm going with it and you will realize it's an answer. Um, they were coming as very, very small dwarfs. And the dwarfs were just touching me every time I was about to drift right between the being awake and the sleep, which is called the hypnagogic state. So right where I was about to fall asleep, they were coming and they were just giving me a small stroke at the feet or at the back of my head. And I knew that that was happening. So at some point I was getting very angry about it and I was hitting my head on the bed so I can send them away. So the whole battalion thought that this guy is crazy. He's falling to sleep, and at that moment, he starts punching his bed. So somehow, at some point, they left me because I stopped feeding them. I don't even know what I did. And they went to another guy at the end of the, of the corridor, and he got up shouting, what the heck are these dwarves that they will not let me sleep? So I shouted at him from the other side of the corridor, hey, bro. Is it happening to you too? And he rushes off his bed and within a split second, he's straight into my face and he's looking deeply into my eyes and he's asking me, what are they, man? What are these things? Why won't they let me sleep? And I just told him that you need to stop being afraid of them. They are eating your fear. Hmm. I didn't even know about Jesus back then, but um, the truth is that after arriving there, I stopped getting annoyed so much. The whole thing is to stop you from arriving there. Once you arrive, their deception has ended. So to let, let you guys know, we're on eight minutes before it automatically shuts down. Yeah, I... If you guys want to talk to me for a little bit after the show ends, I'm more than happy to hang out with you guys. As far as this asshole on the screen called Christ Brings a Sword, listen, you're welcome to come in, but I don't want to hear any drama right now. I'm too tired, and I, I just got enough energy for some conspiracies and some uh, some cool stories and all that, but I ain't in the mood to hear you guys like going back and forth like little girls and stuff. So if you come in, you behave yourself, prick, because I ain't in the mood. Go ahead, Stephen. What you got for me? I do have to run now. I, I have to be up early. That's the life of farming. But uh, Achilles, drop your your uh, email in the private chat for Brett. And Brett, uh, make contact with him because I would like to work out with you, maybe the three of us, doing something uh, weekly for a few weeks and see how it works out. Well, yep. Stephen, I already can tell you right now, even before this thing shuts down, I like this guy, and I definitely like the shit out of you, Stephen. So it really comes down to you. You just got to tell me the time and day when you guys want to do shit, and I'll show up. Or we can do something through this. I really like this kind of environment here. 
I'm thinking Friday nights, uh, we, the three of us could do something. Um, but if I'm going to air it on my channel, Brett, and you know, I love you. This is always my critique. You got to try, uh, toning down the language, which you're typically really good about. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll put some work on it. You know, when I get tired, I start getting a little feisty and all that. I apologize. <laughs> I'll have to make sure I have a nice hot cup of coffee with me, but yeah, we got about six minutes before it shuts down and what we could do, uh, does it look like there's any ability for you in here to click on a button to stream things to your channel? Or do you just want to wait until later to make sure everybody behaved themselves and copy it and put it over there? Well, I have to go to bed. Um, I sent you the link for StreamYard for the, the atheist uh, night. But I will set up a, a new stream for like a Friday night episode. And we'll work out the best time, and I'll make us a nice, cool thumbnail, and or maybe you can make something cool uh, for the three of us. All right. Well, I'll probably end up doing something that has to do with spirits and aliens and all that, something spooky for the We'll thumbnail. cover the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make a thumbnail, Brett. You sure? I'm positive. But, yeah, hey, uh, I love you guys, up. but I do got to get going. Love you too, brother. All right, so we got about five minutes, and then it's going to shut down and all that. Right. So you're you basically one of the reasons why you're convinced it's not just a night terror or some kind of dream or vision is because you actually have interacted and engaged people who were awake, and they say they witnessed it as well. So that's what's brought you to your conclusion. Am I right? Uh, I didn't exactly get that. Oh, you mean my friend in the army? Yeah, he said he was seeing the dwarves running around, you know, yep. pounding on him and all that. So, yep. and he was wanting to go back to sleep. So he obviously seen what you seen. Was yep. he also with you when the television set started having the conversation? Um, we were in the same room. Uh, my thoughts back then were something like there are ghosts around because I don't know what has happened in this place, you know. Um, then I just, uh, now that I look back, I see that they, um, it's because you are so exhausted that it's very easy for your body to fall asleep and your mind was not ready to fall asleep. And uh, they are coming to specific individuals. They're not going anywhere, uh, everywhere. They're coming to those um, that can, that have something that they like. Hmm. So... Um, they're trying to get you and me and my friend confused about the reality because the reality is um, that uh, we live in a world between the two worlds. There are demons, there are angels, there is a God, there is Satan. And instead got of that, about four minutes, but I got a question for you. You obviously, since you've had so many interactions and you've had this happen to you, surely you've probably come up with a theory. Why do you think that out of the billions of people, they, you were one of the people that they decided to target? I'm not saying you're the only one or your friend, but what was the reason, do you think, that they, they obviously felt there was some value to you, whether it was negative or positive? What's your theory? Uh, when I woke up to the reality, uh, I found a, a new self that was hibernating. And that new self is very dedicated in working for God 
It's like I was carrying a warrior within me, but I didn't know it when I was younger. But Satan did. And they are well, how do you know these weren't just angels trying to lead you to the right path? Why, why demons? Why do you think they were demons? Because they were trying to convince me into the lie uh, of uh, alien civilizations. And uh, that is not the truth. The truth is that Eve was the mother of all living. And there is life only on the earth. And I know it sounds crazy. Um, if you no, no, it doesn't sound crazy at all. But I have to ask this too. Um, obviously, uh, a lot of Christians have convinced me that if you see something, there's a good chance that it's most likely a demon or angel. But I also am still very open-minded to the idea that maybe humanity is not the only plan that God has got. I've always been curious why there's so many worlds that exist in this universe. Why wouldn't God use some of them? Why not have a colony of something living on there? I haven't heard uh, too good of responses on that, though. All right, because that would imply that Jesus uh, would have to die on another place as well, unless we are the special ones. Why did he die and sacrifice himself here? for all the other civilizations in well, that universe. Why can't we presuppose that the other, let's say there was an alien civilization that was like us, but they didn't make the mistake that we did. They didn't have their Adam and Eve moment. They actually obeyed God and did what they were supposed to do. Why, why couldn't it be that? And that God just simply had a different plan for them. Um, okay, I'll take that. And we only have 30 seconds, so this is very rough. But uh, we have a verse that says that God has given bounds to our habitation. And together with uh, Eve being the mother of all living, uh, Eve couldn't go to another galaxy. She was no, here. not Eve. I'm, I'm, when I say Adam and Eve moment, I'm saying that whenever they had their their male or female or however it was set up, they just simply weren't fooled by the serpent like humans were. You know, that they actually lived on what we should have done. We made the bad choice in our dimension, but in their realm they didn't make that. Make that so there wasn't no reason for there to be a death later on for sacrifice. You, you follow what I'm saying? I do, I do, um, but it uh, kind of discredits uh, what the Bible is talking about and if we are are we still live because it's two hours and 25 seconds it doesn't look like it's shut down just yet but okay. I, I don't see how I, I get I've heard some Christians say that it was somehow devalue in some way but if you have a father if I could kind of give you a prodigal son type of scenario you got one kid who stays close and does right, and then the other kid goes out and acts like a dumb animal and all that. Just because the father was willing to sacrifice himself,